From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Dave James. The Ohio Department of Health reported 20,320 new COVID-19 cases today, easily the highest number since the pandemic began. And there were 592 additional hospitalizations, also a record high. Total current hospitalizations are now at 5,356. The number of those in intensive care is holding fairly steady at about 1,200. Total deaths have not been updated. They're still slightly below 29,000. A doctor in Columbus says those positivity numbers are probably off a little. Olivia Eugenio explains. As the Omicron variant continues to spread, many are turning to home testing. But Dr. Joseph Castaldo from Ohio Health expects not everyone is reporting their results. If you read the fine print, home antigen tests are supposed to be reported to the local health department. So that gets counted in a daily positivity reports. So the number of cases being reported is actually lower. I would say anywhere from 5 to 10% lower than what they really are. Olivia Eugenio in Columbus. Dr. Gestaldo also says. What we are seeing because of um, either barriers to get a PCR test or the lack of access to home antigen tests, uh, there are people who are probably symptomatic who have infection who are not getting tested. There are reports of people scrambling to find home testing kits. As mentioned, nearly 29,000 Ohioans have died of COVID. Some counties in Ohio have reported well over 1,000 deaths since the pandemic started nearly two years ago. Cuyahoga County, which includes Cleveland, leads the way with about 2,800 deaths. Franklin County, including Columbus, is next with more than 1,900. Then comes Hamilton County, including Cincinnati, with over 1,600, and Montgomery County and Dayton, above 1,400. Summit County and Akron, fifth at more than 1,200. The next five are Lucas, Butler, Stark, Lorraine, and Mahoning. The bottom five counties for COVID deaths are Venton and Morgan, each with 43, Noble with 50, Harrison 58, and Paulding with 61. Ohio's intensive care units are at just above 80% of capacity, something that Governor Mike DeWine is keeping an eye on. ONN Jolanda Harris reports. We recently sat down with Governor Mike DeWine to reflect on how the state handled the pandemic this year. Here's what he had to say about what could happen if more people don't get vaccinated and boosted. Our hospitals filled up in Ohio and the threat that that poses to every person whether they're vaccinated or not vaccinated, you could be in there tomorrow, I could be in there tomorrow for an auto accident or heart attack or some other problem. So having our hospitals filled and having our nurses and doctors worn out, that certainly worries me. I'm Yolanda Harris. On the southeast side of Columbus, a teenaged girl was shot and killed in her home at about 4.30 this morning in what appears to be a nearly unimaginable tragedy. Here's ONN's Lacey Crisp. The alarm system went off. Sources explained that the dad went to go see what happened and shot his gun at what he thought was an intruder. It turned out to be his 16-year-old daughter. Now, it is still early in the investigation, but I am told the family is cooperating with Columbus police. Lacey Crisp in Columbus. As the new year approaches, domestic violence shelters are preparing to have more people reach out to them for help. Kathy Mull is the director of the Cocoon in Bowling Green, a shelter which served about 800 survivors of domestic violence this year. 
you know, our emergency shelter has remained full um, for the last two years. Um, you know, we are, we are, it's very unusual that we would have a bed open for any length of time, um, that we have families that are continuing to move in. She says calls for help go down during the holidays as those in domestic violence situations try to keep things together, then calls go up after the first of the year. In Canton, a worker at a Timken steel plant died after a work-related accident. According to reports, the incident happened Monday at Timken's finishing plant. A company spokesman said Timken's on-site emergency team responded quickly and EMS was called, but the employee passed away. Details have not yet been released. The company says it's working with local and regulatory officials to further investigate the incident, and counselors have been made available to those in the workplace. A former Clevelander now living in California is missing after going skiing as a snowstorm moved in. Reporter Will Ewick has more. 43-year-old Rory Angelata left the ski shop where he worked early on Christmas Day for what authorities believe was supposed to be a quick run or two before dinner. The 1996 graduate of St. Ignatius High School scanned his ski pass around 11.30 a.m. at North Star Ski Resort in Truckee, headed to a section of the mountain with many runs in open terrain. He never made it down to meet his friends for a planned Christmas meal. Rescue efforts continued through the day Monday and Tuesday. Sergeant Mike Power is with the Placer County Sheriff's Office. He says conditions are not ideal for the search. Christmas night, we went out there and the storm was just rolling in at that point. It was pretty heavy, but we still deployed some searchers and they were able to at least scour the mountain but it was pretty bad. Um, the odds of surviving are extremely small, unfortunately. We're not giving up. Angelata is an experienced skier, but the mountain has been hit by more than 15 feet of snow this month. Americans will have one less health care headache in 2022 thanks to the No Surprises Act. Here's Tino Ramos. The new law bans most unexpected medical charges from out-of-network providers. It's scheduled to go into effect January 1st. Federal estimates predict it will apply to about 10 million surprise bills a year. Congress approved the law in late 2020. It protects patients when they receive treatment from doctors and hospitals that are not in their insurance network. I'm Tino Ramos. UC running back Jerome Ford transferred to Cincinnati two years ago from Alabama, the team the Bearcats play Friday in the college football playoff semifinal. Ford is a 1,200-yard rusher with 19 touchdowns. He's in his second season at Cincinnati after playing eight games over two seasons for the Crimson Tide. Ford says he'd appreciate it, though, if people stopped calling him the Alabama transfer. It's not a quest for the national championship, but playing in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on Saturday isn't a bad consolation prize. ONN's Dave Holmes reports from California. Ohio State defensive end Tyreek Smith is one of the few Buckeyes who have played here before, and now he's ready for one final game in this historic venue. You know, I just want to go out with a bang, you know, want to play with my brothers for the last time, you know, just have this uh, camaraderie go around, you know, have that brotherhood, that, that, that tight bond. It's just, you know, a blessing. You know, I'm just taking it all in, you know. It's just, a, it's just a blessing, and I'm thankful to be in this position. In Santa Monica with the Buckeyes, I'm Dave Holmes. The official dates for the 2022 fair season, including the state's 94 county and independent fairs and the Ohio State Fair are now out. Here's Owen and Zarek Brown. 
Starting on June 11th, the Paulding County Fair will kick off the 2022 fair season. The season will conclude the week of October 15th with the Fairfield County Fair. The Ohio State Fair in Columbus will take place from July 27th to August the 7th. You can find the complete listing at agra.ohio.gov. Eric Brown, ONN News. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WTOL-TV in Toledo for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Dave James on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.